All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Corporate Quitters Podcast. Today we have with us Chandria Singleton. Chandria is a certified health coach, and she is helping people live happier and healthier lives. Chandria, how are you today? I am great, Mr. Robert Berry. How are you doing? You know, I could not be doing any better. I'm here with the certified health coach, so if something goes wrong, I mean, <laughs> you can help me out. So. Well, with my radiology background, you know, I might be able to do a little, little bit of something, a little bit of something, but I can help you on the preventative side with the health coaching. Right, right. Well, and see, we all need preventive care, especially is- if we want to live long lives. Right. And quality lives. I mean, you know, quality lives. I think we focus a lot on weight loss, but I, I encourage my clients, look at the quality of life over anything. I rather enjoy if I if you tell me I got a year left of life, I'm going for the gusto. I want to have a good quality of it. So how can I get that? And that's what I try to help my clients do. So so how do you help your clients live a quality life? So for me, I personally have always uh, suffered with migraines, debilitating migraines, um, as long as I can remember and try to live life, you know, would it be growing up in Florida where it's hot and those trigger migraines, uh, sugary foods trigger migraines. I just didn't know what triggered my migraines. I mean, they would just come out of nowhere and you would see this little flash of light and I'm like, oh no, it's coming, it's coming. And I got to sit down and everybody around me has to stop what they're doing because this headache is about to come on. That was my life. And then I also had IBS. So that was another trigger, you know, it just came out of nowhere. It doesn't matter what you eat. You know, it just it was just living a life in fear of what I ate, what kind of stress I was under. And that was no kind of quality of life. I really didn't enjoy, you know, I almost had a fear of food, fear of, you know, just going out. And I love to travel. So I try to help people to see what are those things that you need. It's not, you know, I have a lot of clients that want to lose weight, you know, definitely. And then I have clients that want to gain weight. But weight is usually that number one thing. But what I like to focus on with my clients is let's look at your life and the quality of life that you want and where your quality of life is now. Are you able to, you know, walk up a set of stairs without stopping, you know, having to catch your breath? Are you able to run and keep up with your kids? You know, are you able to run up and down that court without your chest? You know, I remember when I was training for a marathon and I thought I was in the best shape of my life. And I literally thought my chest was being pulled apart. Like it and the blood was rushing up. I was like, oh, I am so out of shape. <laughs> Ooh, so did you run the marathon though? I got an injury before I could get into the marathon. I was like, oh my goodness. I wound up getting an injury. Um, it was from my sciatica, but uh I got it fixed and I I just then COVID came. So that that kind of Oh, so using COVID as the excuse. I'm now, going huh? for the next one, though. I'm going for the next one. I may not run the whole five miles, but I'm going. But I, I do. I love quality of life because when you have good quality of life, then you can enjoy life. You can do the things that you actually want to do when you want to do them and how you want to do them. And with the Wait, but let's go back here now. So you were able to cure your migraines and your IBS by changing your diet. Well, I didn't cure, you know, I probably still can't have migraines and I can still have an IBS flare. Um, but I was, for me, I have not had an IBS, IBS flare in two years. Um, and I credit that to a few things. The way that I eat, you know, I'm not perfect, but I am very conscious of what I eat. And I think that's important. And that's what I help my clients to see, being conscious of what you eat. I like to ask people, what have you eaten in the last three days? What, How much water have you drank in the last three days? Most of us can't tell. Oh, I've drank water. That's what most people say. But how much? Four bottles. Okay, how many ounces in those bottles? So when we really break down, because, you know, our body's made up, I think, like 60% of water. 
you know, think of how much the heart is made up of water, the brain. If we're not giving our bodies enough water, those two areas are going to going to suffer or they're going to take from other areas, especially Ooh, yeah. the brain is very dominant in the body. So, you know, you look at just those things, you know, um, you know, looking at the quality of how much water you drink, how um, the type of foods that you eat. Most of us grab and go. You know, how 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 is that really serving our body? So for me, it was about being conscious of what I ate. Um, also, the stress that I was under. Working in corporate America, you know, I was in a lot of teaching hospitals. I worked in management um, and then I usually floated to different hospitals. A lot of us in the medical field. I did radiology. I do radiology presently uh, for the last 20 years. And most of us work, you know, some extra jobs. We work what we call PRN and that's at probably another hospital. So you get off a 12 hour shift over here. You're picking up about another four or six hours somewhere else, you know, or a weekend shift. So now explain to the people what PRN is. As needed. So you work Ooh. for a medical facility as they need you. So if they call and say, hey, we need a tech or we need somebody to cover this shift or a nurse or somebody to cover this shift. Can you do it? I don't get any benefits from them, but I, you know, I get paid. That's pretty much it. You get paid. And you can work as you need. No schedule. But why were you working PRN, though? Because I see I know nurses. Nurses make a lot of money. That's so why. That's why I work PR. <laughs> that is the number one reason. <laughs> that is the number one reason. The pay was really good. And I like freedom of schedule. I do I do not like to ask somebody for time off. I, I just was not born to ask people to be off when I need a break. I don't know when I'm going to need a break. <laughs> so wait, but that doesn't fit well with a corporate schedule, though. Hence why I have been an entrepreneur for so long. So. I, I have the imaging business, radiology. I knew I love radiology. I knew I love working with people when it came to health. I love science. So early on in my career, I knew I wanted to like be a travel tech. I didn't really, I just knew I wanted to, wanted to be flexible. So I started my own imaging company. It became a travel company, but then I moved into consulting. So when people buy machines, MRI, CT machines, things like that, I, or x-ray, my husband and I both worked the business. Uh, he's more of the diagnostic side. I'm more of the MRCT, a little bit of memo. So when someone buys a machine, we go in, get the machine set up for the hospital or the imaging facility, and we teach the technologists, the doctors, and the nurses how to use it. Ah. So that's what we did. We still do that. Um, but through that process of working in the healthcare field, I was working on my health. And some of my coworkers were like, hey, you should bring me in some of those juices you're making because your hair is looking so good. Your skin is looking good. You have so much energy. You know, we need to eat better. You know, bring us in some of those vegan meals you're making. And so I realized people are a lot, you know, less healthy in the healthcare field than we think. We think just because we work in the healthcare field that we're healthy, but that's not the case. Most of us don't have time to eat lunch at the hospital. We are caretakers in the hospital and at home. People who work in a hospital are very likely to be home taking care of children. They're taking care of their parents who have aged. So imagine they're not take they never have any downtime for their own bodies to just kind of pause. So, you know, that's how my health coaching started. And I started coaching my coworkers. And uh, after that, I started having other people outside of the hospital. And then once the pandemic hit, it branched off, you know, and I started doing more social media, reaching more people, networking further. And uh, that helped my business to grow. And I'm enjoying where it's going. I am really enjoying it. So you started off training your coworkers. 
And then somewhere along, along the way, you started making so much money that you started saying, I don't want to go back to a corporate job so you all can have this. Just screw it. No. Uh, well, actually, I still always kept my PRN. I have not worked full time in the hospital. I'm trying to think when was the last time I worked full time? I think it was like 2010, full time in the hospital. Wow. And even at that time, I only worked three days, 12 hours. Um, but before that, I did work a five. I think back in 2005 was my last time working five days a week, eight hour shifts. Um, I just knew that was not for me living for the weekend. I was like, oh, no, I cannot do this. So I lived for three twelves and I just did PRN and had my own company. And that did really well. Um, but when the pandemic hit, Robert, I realized that I needed to do what I loved. And that was helping people prevent you know, health issues and to live better quality lives. And I got a chance to do that because when the pandemic hit, it even hit those of us in the healthcare field. Hospitals, you know, they just had to shut down non-emergent things. And MRIs are not an emergency most of the time. So, you know, some departments, I, I never would have thought that healthcare would have ever been hit by anything. I honestly would tell you, I, it was one of those jobs where I'm like, foolproof, you know, it, it, it never will go anywhere. Well, you know, it did. And I had to wake up and realize, wow, you know, my consulting business, nobody was ordering MR machines. Nobody was ordering consulting. And I'm like, okay, so this is your time. Sink or swim. Because I've always been an entrepreneur minded person. I was telling you that my dad, he worked at night at Delta because he had to have benefits for his children. And uh, that's what responsible parents, you know, he had to carry those benefits for us. And um, but he still was an entrepreneur. He cleaned windows uh, downtown in a suburb of Atlanta. And during the summertime, I would get in the car with them and go to work with them. And I would sleep. It would be like four in the morning and I would be sleeping in the car. And when I would wake up, I would go empty the bucket, you know, help him clean and do things. And I got to see, you know, he seemed so much happier doing that. And most people would think that's a menial job or but he mm. made really good money. <laughs> My mm. dad traveled all the time. Uh, he never like everything was cash. He ne I never remember him having a car payment like he never owed anybody anything. He he enjoyed his life. He started a couple other businesses. He had a lot of uh, friends who were single mothers and there were no after school buses at that time back then. So he and his friend bought two vans and they would pick up the children from school and take wow. them to the daycare. And I was the little monitor inside of the little back of the van <laughs> to make sure the kids, you know, got in and got buckled up and sat still and weren't too hot. You know, the, the big sister in the back. But I, I looked at that and I said, this is smart. This is so smart. I mean, and to this day, my dad's friend is he owns several properties. You know, he's retired from Delta. They both worked at Delta. But that just taught me you need to have your own. So at 13, I started cutting grass in my neighborhood. And I have I've had a business of my own ever since. My dad said, always have a business, even if you have to work for somebody. Just wow. have some kind of business. OK, so let me ask you, you said that when you saw your dad, you just said to yourself it was smart. What was smart about it? He had freedom to be able to go wherever he wanted to go during i mean like there was nothing i looked at when he came from work at delta he was tired he was exhausted he just slept i mean working at night yeah you do but he just didn't have that same look and he would i would hear the conversations about what we're going to work it was stressful 
when he was cleaning the windows, he was whistling, he was enjoying, he would stop, we would eat. I mean, it was just so free. Like it was the best, he was the happiest person when he worked for himself. And he and his friend, they would drive the buses and they'd laugh and talk and we stop and eat. Like there was, there was no care in the world. And there was money every day. I would see money come from the parents into his hand. That was huge to me. Like there was no middleman. There was no middleman. The money would come in his hand. He would put it in the pocket. And I was like, that doesn't happen when you clock in. Right. That, that just doesn't happen. Nothing wrong with clocking in, you know, but that just doesn't happen when you can cut out that middleman. And to me, that was huge. You know, what's interesting is I'm willing to bet that a lot of that happiness was definitely the freedom and flexibility that he had. But I will almost bet you that a lot of that happiness was the fact that he got to spend time with you as well. Yeah, we bonded. We were very close. We were very close. He's no longer alive, but we were very close. Um, and once my brother came along, uh, he'd be right there too. You know, uh, my brother, he's, he's very entrepreneur minded as well. My brother owns a business as well. <laughs> he owns a restoration. He lives in a hurricane. He, so he restores places when storms come, but He's an entrepreneur as well. He does not work for anybody. He has no interest at all in working for anyone. And my okay, sister so is the same way. She talk to us about cutting this grass, though. What? Oh, yeah. You know how I did that? That was like, this is just sheer determination. My mom uh, was like, my friends wanted to go to Six Flags. And she was like, look, the money that I work for, I'm a single parent. It pays to put food on the table and necessities. You're going to have to miss this with your friends. And I was like, man. And it wasn't like we never did anything, but I really wanted to go. So one of my big brothers was like, if you you know, find some lawns to cut, I'll go with you so you're not by yourself. So I found a couple little older ladies in my neighborhood. And I think they felt so sorry for this little girl coming with her lawnmower, knocking on the door. But they paid me like 20 something bucks. I think it was 20 and $25 back in the early nineties. Yeah. That was good money for a 13 year old. Right. And they let me cut that grass every two weeks. Do you think I went to six flags when I got that money? No, I did nope. not. I saved it. <laughs> I saved it, Robert. I didn't. My friend was like, you don't even want to go. I was like, no, no, I'm keeping my money. It's, I something about, yeah, it's something about when you see it, all the things you thought you wanted no longer matter because now you just want to make more of it. Because, yeah. So what, what was the first big thing you bought yourself after you made, uh, you know, saved up a decent sum of money? Since you didn't go to Six Flags, what was the first big thing you bought yourself? Yeah. So um, it was later on. So I started after I got old enough. My mom wanted me to get a job. A friend of mine was the district manager at McDonald's. So I got a job at McDonald's that that lasted. You know, it was a good. I'm glad I got that job. It taught me a lot. Um, and then I went on to um, Winn-Dixie where I got a 401k. That was the first time I understood about, yeah. I was, I can't believe I quit that job because I wanted to go work in the office when I turned 18. I'll tell you about that later. Uh, but I wish I would have been more um, finance minded because I would have stayed as a young person and accumulated that stock and that, you know, that, that money there working for Winn-Dixie, being an employee of them at that time, being such a young person, 15 or 16 years old. So it was a it was a good opportunity. But what I wound up doing was buying me some Nikes when I got my first time to save me because my dad was so cheap. He was like he was not buying no name brand or anything like that. He was like, as long as they fit your feet and they feel good, that's what you're getting. And all my friends had Nikes. So I was like, when I get my first 
amount of money where I can actually spend it. Cause my parents made me save, you know, they were like save mutual funds. They're really big into that. So any money I got, I had to put away. I couldn't just go spend. So I bought me a pair of Nikes. And I had that those Nikes for a long time. I was about to say, I bet you took really good care of them too because you I bought did. them. Yeah. I did. They did not go outside except to take me to school. And that's about it. And I put them back up in the box. In the box. And it cost yeah. $50. $50. And I bought a pair of designer um, jeans. They were actually sewn. And I, my sister was like, I can't believe you did that. But I, it was just something that I wanted, you know, for myself that I could pay for. So what was the most interesting uh, uh, job that you created for yourself? The most interesting company that you started or job that you created for yourself? Oh, that's funny because Lisa and I were talking about this. It was never meant to be a business. This is before Airbnb came out, before Airbnb started as a business. Uh, the economy tanked uh, and we had purchased a home. Uh, we had another home already. And then my father fell really ill and he lived too far. So we had to move him in. So we purchased a bigger home, which we personally did not need or want. Um, but we had to when taking care of a parent that's kind of independent. You know, you want them to have their own space, their own you know, home within your home. and right after we got it and finished some stuff, my father passed. So now we're with this house that we rarely are in because we're rarely home. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't, and we had another home. So it's like, oh my goodness, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do with this? Because we really only got it, you know, for my dad. And I just, you just prayed about it and thought about it. And my sister goes, well, why don't you rent it out? It's a vacation home. We, we rent vacation homes all the time when we do family trips. And I was like, nobody's going to want to stay in this home. It's not near like the city is not near. She was like, but it's big. People look for big homes for these vacation rentals. I was like, oh. and we're kind of in between where the Masters is, you know, where they play the Masters. Oh, yeah. We were not far from where they do the UGA football games. And we weren't far from Stone Mountain Park where they do the a lot of attractions year round go on there. And we weren't far from the city, you know, about 20 minutes from the city. So. And I was like, let's, let me try it. So my husband said, well, let's just try for a weekend. We put it on with some regular pictures we took. And the thing was booked. Like, as soon as I put it on oh, Home Away and BRBO. Booked. And the people paid. I was like, oh, I should up the price. <laughs> so I put it on another weekend. And my husband had only said one weekend. And I was like, well, let me try it again. And so I tried it again and up the price. Booked again. Friday and Saturday. Check out Sunday. Wow. I was like, and then when I clean, I cleaned it myself. I said, they rarely were here. So let's try this again. So we did it for a few more months. And then after that, we just moved everything and locked the basement up and moved everything, got the yard. We put cameras on. We put the automatic uh, lock on there. We set it up as a business after that. Wow. The And then Airbnb came along and that took us to a whole nother level because that's a different clientele from HomeAway and VRBO. That was a more younger clientele. It was a new company. They gave us a lot of things, you know, you know, like they came and did professional pictures for us because, you know, we were established vacation rental property already and they were a new company. So they wanted all of these homes to be featured a certain way. So they gave my whole branding a whole, you know, like they gave me all the perks for Airbnb when they first got started. I love Airbnb. 
Uh, now people call every vacation home Airbnb, but it's you know actually a company. And that's what turned into a business for us. And we eventually sold it because there were a lot of people getting into the business and we have moved further away. So it was hard you know, for me. I was doing some other things in business and um, it just wasn't where I wanted to be right then. So we actually sold the business. And uh, a lady came. She had already owned several other properties uh, that she vacation rental. And uh, she still keeps it. She bought all of my rent. I was booked for a year. Like I, the same people came back every year. Wow. And we were near the horse park as well. So I got a lot of veterinarian um, people that race horses. So they would come and they had to be close to the horse park. So they would rent our home and the same vet every year would come. He would tell us other vet friends that they would rent. So it's funny how you say it turned into a business. It did. It, it was never our intention to make that a business. It was never on our radar. But I wound up managing my other friends' biz homes as well. So I had several other friends who had to relocate for their jobs and they didn't want to sell their properties. So they asked me would I manage their, their VRBOs and they were booked out long term and short term. So I was doing a business that I really had no intention. And, you know, sometimes I wish maybe I should have stayed in it. <laughs> so you were doing property management for yourself and for your friends. Yeah, just and for you just kind of fell into it. Yeah, I was already doing it for myself and I fell into it for our, you know, for myself, just with our property because the market was low. So if we would have sold our house, we could have sold our house, but we would have had to come to the table with money. And I'm like, no, that's not happening. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're struggling to pay it. I'm not going to do that. Business wise, I didn't want to rent out to a long term renter. We had done that before on other properties and I just don't want to be a long term landlord. So we just kind of sat there for a while on it. And then my sister said, just rent it out as a vacation. And I'm like, it's a good idea. Let's try and see. And when it booked that quick, I was like, this is smart. One of the smartest businesses ever before I even knew it was a business. And you know what's interesting? It just goes to show you. If there's a need and you can feel that need, kind of like your dad went and bought the vans to shuttle yeah. kids back and forth. If there is a need and you can feel that need, somebody will pay you for it. And, you know, just hearing you talk about all the businesses, it seems like either you're good at finding them or falling into them, but <laughs> really good at um, capitalizing on it once you see it. Because like right now, right now. You said that you started your health coaching by helping your uh, co-workers. But now I know you're helping a specific segment of the population. Now, what segment of the population is that that you're helping now? Men. Men. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I went into this thinking I help women and men who are inflamed and, you know, and I, I got some great clients from it, but when I zeroed in to the fact that a lot of my female clients were like, my husband really needs this more than me. So I was like, well, maybe I should be doing something for the guys. And when I helped my own husband after years of trying to get my husband to eat healthy or do the detoxes that I was doing, and he was like, Nick's, I'm not doing those things. You know, they were just either just over the top for him. They just weren't realistic for him. They didn't fit into his lifestyle. So he wouldn't you know, he didn't he didn't do them and they weren't going to stick with them. So when I found something that he actually stuck with without me having to, you know, say, do this, do that, you know, or having to prepare all the meals for him. He's preparing his own meals. He's doing his own smoothies. He's he's loving how he feels. 
you know, and so that creates an atmosphere in our home to where it's like, I know other women, other mothers, other aunts, other sisters, you know, other brothers, you know, other guy friends, whoever knows a man wants to see their their guy friend, their guy family member feel better, you know, or, you know, just experience quality of life. And so that's why I zeroed in. I'm like, you know, and and now, you know, the wives are like, hey, he's sticking with it. I'm going to join him now. You know, so in this way, the, I, the women do come as well. But my focus is on men because men don't have conversations about health and nutrition. I was clued in on that by my husband. I thought men were like, you know, that y'all talked about it. But I could meet a woman inside of a mall and not know her. And by the time we get up off that bench, I knew where she had her first, second, and third baby. She knows where I was born. Like, we we talk. Like, we don't even have to know each other. My husband's like, yeah, no, men don't do that. Yeah, no. we, we talk about sports and other stuff. But you know what? I did see one video where you tricked your husband into eating something <laughs> healthy. So how much trickery did you have to go through before he got on board? Actually, none. It's so funny. The carrots is the only thing I got to trick him with because I cook with carrots. I love carrots. I eat carrots raw. He does not like carrots. If he sees any orange, he assumes it's carrots. But as long as I doctor it up and cut them real fine, he's all he's all good. But, you know, that's a whole nother story because um, it's, it's rather comical in our house about carrots. All our friends make jokes about me cooking with carrots. Uh, so it's funny that you bring that up, but no, I didn't have to trick them at all. That's the beautiful thing is, you know, for me, I tell people, you be your own billboard. You live the life that makes you happy, that brings you joy. And part of that is, you know, not stressing out over what other people are doing or not are doing or not doing. And, um, that's what I, you know, for me, I, I just don't bring it in my house. If, if my husband wants certain things, he goes and gets them himself. You know, for me, I do not want to be bathing my husband because he's had a stroke. I don't want to see my husband, you know, not enjoying his life in his 50s and 60s and 70s at the best possible health he can because I chose to bring things into the house just because it makes him happy. I'm of the mindset that if he wants it, he's got to go get it. You know, I'm not going to because, you know, I, I don't know. I just working in healthcare for 20 years. I see people, you know, unfortunately given things that bring them temporary joy. But when you teach people how they can still get those things and still feel the satisfaction, because what I try to get down with my clients is get down to with my clients is why is it that you love that particular food or that particular drink or whatever it is so much? Because I know for me personally, I loved Gouda. That's the only cheese I didn't Mm -hmm. think I could give up. And I'm not, I love queso dip. Now I do love some good queso dip, but I could give it up. That wasn't a problem when I gave up dairy, but Gouda was, and I had to really do some deep thinking, Robert, because when I connected it, that it really wasn't the cheese. What it was, was my parents had gotten divorced and that was Friday night scrabble and Gouda cheese. My mom and I would sit together. Uh And we, she let me peel the little red thing off the Gouda cheese. I don't know why that was so fun, but <laughs> but as a kid, like that is still in my head. Like I remember us sitting there on Friday night with the Scrabble board, and she's got that little Gouda cheese, and I get to peel it off because I was too young to use the knife. And she would cut it, and we would have these little crackers, and she let me put my slice on there, and I would eat my little cracker. It was 
it's kind of funny now, but that was my connection to the Gouda cheese. Yeah, but it helped you get down to the root cause of why you loved it so much. But now, e even along those lines, you said you gave up cheese. So you're vegan, right? I'm not vegan anymore. I was vegan uh, since 2006 for some years. I was vegan, gluten-free, and then I felt like my body had balanced. I had never gone into the intention of becoming a vegan. That was not my intention. Yeah. I love seafood. Um, I love mac and cheese, but my body did not respond well to it. So I had to give my body the time to kind of reset, reprogram, do what it needed to do for itself, and then reintroduce things back. So I don't eat meat unless I'm out of the country um, or I'm at somebody's house. I have a lot of friends from different backgrounds. So, you know, when you go to different people and cultures house, you can't say no to food. You know, it's just rude. And uh, when we travel, we travel, you know, in the regular people's part of town. So, you know, if you sit down at someone's house, you have to eat. But in my house, I don't cook meat, um, but I don't eat dairy, but I do eat honey. So honey Ooh, is like, no Chick-fil-A. No, unless unless now I have tried that. I'm going to say, well, maybe I should have said it or not, but I tried to sell it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't think any fast food restaurant probably has a good salad. I, I, okay, just, I was like, they yeah. have a good, um. I don't know what that other one is. It's seasonal. It's got strawberry stuff in it. Strawberries. Oh, yeah. Strawberries. I make that myself, but it's really good when I bought it from them. But um, yeah, this one, it was like a lemon something. I don't know. It wasn't good. It's very little kale inside of my thing is if you're gonna say it's a kale salad, give me kale. Don't give me lettuce and a little bit of kale. All right, so so <laughs> what do you find to be the biggest issue for for the men that you coach? What's the the biggest obstacle that they have to to eating healthy or to being healthy? Not even eating, just to being healthy. That's a good one. Um, at first, I don't think they really know. So whereas women, when I coach, when I coach women, particularly it's narrowing down, women have a lot more that they share. So getting guys to actually share, because most of them would just go to the, I need to get off the medicine. That's all I need to get off. Or I need to lose this belly. That's all I need to do. And they're really stuck on that. Um, they ignore, I guess, working in the medical field for so long, I'll look at, look at someone and I can tell, you know, I look at your parotids and I can kind of see, I can look at your skin, look at your eyes. I even look when people talk to me at their tongue, you know, that tells your gums, that tells a lot about, you know, people, their mm -hmm. nails. I'm, I, I come from a background where I just look at people, you know, when I talk to you and it goes straight to the medical part. Um, so with guys, I would say the, the one thing when it eventually comes out is drinking enough water and being regular. Uh, yeah. 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 That's, that's, those are the, I would say with, it eventually comes. It eventually comes out. That's not what the first part, first conversation is. But when we get down to it, that's what it usually is. And, and I can see that because we spend so much time working and on the run and we neglect ourselves literally for the sake of anybody else, you know, because uh, I'm sure your dad was running back and forth to places. Your husband runs back and forth to places. And it's not that he's trying to be neglectful of himself. Yeah. He just has a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. And most yeah. men don't drink enough water, um, yep. you know, enough water, which contributes to it, contributes to it as well. Um, I think. And then they, eat, you know, it's, it's the eating, the water, the activity, all of those things play a big part into that one problem. So 
it's easily fixed. I mean, I, it's, it's an easy fix to it most times. And again, it's just being conscious of our activities during the day, how much water we drink, how much caffeine we drink, you know, how many sodas that we drink, how many, how much do we eat and what type of foods are we eating? Are we just eating rice potatoes? Are we just eating meat potatoes or meat and rice? Do we have any veggies? <clears throat> you know, those kind of things like being just conscious of our stress level. If we're highly stressed through the day, our bodies never relax. So everything's tense. If you're tense, the whole body is tense. You, you got to be relaxed, you know, for everything to kind of flow, for things to be, you know, just natural. And if you can practice that throughout the day, I try to help my clients to practice that throughout the day and show them different techniques. Of, you know, and it's something I have to make myself do because I'm a kind of high strung person. So I have to just make sure like I started my morning off this morning going out into the lawn and getting my flower beds all dug up and, you know, just leveled out. It sounds like hard work, but it's actually very relaxing for me. It helps right. keep my mind focused on anything other than stressful things. And that's what I try to help people to see is, you know, focus on something that think about what is less stressful for you, that if you could just marinate in that for about 20 minutes, how would how would you feel? You know, how, what would you think about? What would your facial expressions look like? You know, and it's, it's kind of foreign when I do this exercise with guys because it's kind of like, oh, my goodness, why is she making me get in yeah. touch with this? <laughs> and, well, and I'll tell you, truthfully, we aren't taught how to rest. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the world doesn't expect us to rest. And so when someone says you need to do something for you, we automatically think that we're being selfish, but really it's not because we need to be good so that we can be good for everybody else too. Um, it, it's, it's just amazing to hear you say these things. Cause I, being a guy, I can definitely resonate with them. But so, but, but look, you've had clients that have had not just weight loss results. I mean, they've had some miraculous results. Tell, tell everyone about some of the results your clients have seen. Oh my goodness. I, I'm blown away every time, you know, a new person calls me or they text me and send me stuff. The, the biggest one, well, not biggest, one of the ones I could think about, and it's not weight loss, uh, but he did have an amazing weight loss within just 10 days. But the amazing thing was he never told me that he had an inflamed prostate. He, I knew he had high blood pressure, um, but he never told me about the prostate issue. And after 10 days, when he lost the weight, the inches all in his neck, the belly, everything, he's like, I went back to my doctor. My blood pressure's great. He was like, and my prostate, my PSA numbers are down. I'm like, well, I didn't know they were up. He was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> See, that's the men. When I coach men, they don't usually tell me certain things. It's usually yeah. prostate or, you know, other things, you know, they just don't tell me that until they're comfortable with me and realize I'm just, you know, regular down to earth. I'm I'm medical. I don't seen it all, heard it all. Nothing is new to me. You know, this is this is all professional. So once they get comfortable with me, then they tell me, tell me stuff. But that was amazing to me. And that yeah. was simply by cutting down on or he actually cut out the fried foods. He was huge into fried foods. Yep. Um he started drinking more water. Uh, the exercise was something he said he's going to have to work on. He's still struggling with that to this day. But his change was that was just amazing to me that, um, you know, and I saw the fire in his eyes after that because he literally was scared. He said when he went to the doctor, he was like, I'm 40 some years old. I got two little kids. I own a thriving business. My wife needs me. I need my wife. 
And he was like, I just saw my life flash before my eyes. And that's why I was like, you know what? I need to change. I need to change. And that, that I like seeing people really, I don't like people going through that, but I love seeing people ready to make the change. Yeah. Wow. See that, you know, honestly, I thought you were going to go with the guy who uh, got off the blood pressure medicine. You had not told me about the prostate that I, I'm blown away. Yeah. Got, I'm blown away by that. That is so amazing because food does so much for us. It is, it is really our fuel. Yeah. And I know some people have love affairs with food. Um, I've never had that issue. Thank right. goodness. Uh, I just see it as fuel. So let me ask you the ultimate kitchen arrangement to be healthy. What is, and when I say ultimate, I guess from a guy's standpoint, the most minimalist to be effective. So the most minimal kitchen setup to be the most effective, what would I need? Well, I must be a guy because I don't like to be in the kitchen that much. <laughs> five minutes. I like five ingredients. I like to cook 30 minutes at the most and I'm in and out. Yes. I don't like complicated. I, I just don't. So for me, all the recipes that I have put together personally that I share with my clients, um, I, I like to share with them what I eat. Um, from tacos to nachos to quesadillas to lasagna with no cheese to waffles, you know, vegan eggs and I mean stuff you would act you would actually eat. So I think if you can have these seasonings in your house, smoked paprika, some turmeric, black pepper, salt, you know, sea salt, of course, and garlic powder. Those are the five things I think everybody, and some oregano, you need some oregano. I'm sorry, hold on. Oregano as well. You should be good with those. Onions, shallots, uh, garlic, red onions, white onions, either one of the two. And I definitely think some type of yam. I keep sweet potatoes in my house, Japanese yams. Um, I don't keep a lot of white potatoes. I just don't particularly eat a lot of white potatoes personally. Um, But I like, if I do, do white potatoes is because I'm about to make a vegan chowder or something. So I'll use those little golden little ones, but I don't usually keep white potatoes in, but yams, Japanese yams, sweet potatoes should always be in your house. You can plop those in the air fryer. You can plop them in the oven with the skin on and just let them bake and take them out and eat them. That's so, All right, so now you're talking about the air fryer now. Oh, what other equipment do you need an air fryer and what else you don't need to invest in a lot of stuff, right? No, I had a Nutribullet for years. I, I've, had, I've gone through two Nutribullets. I love Nutribullets. Um, I can make anything in them. I just got a Vitamix only because uh, my husband, he broke my Nutribullet. So he said, I'm going to upgrade you and get you a Vitamix. I was like, oh, you can give me a Nutribullet. He's like, no, I'm going to get you a Vitamix. It can make all kind of different stuff. So yep. that's how I got the Vitamix. But I, I still have my half working Nutribullet because I just love it. So you can get something small like that. It works. You can get a Vitamix, whatever. You can do all kind of stuff in it. Soups, ice cream. Yes, I make ice cream. Um, you can do smoothies. And that's the only appliances that I, I have a dehydrator as well, but I wouldn't say you need that. The reason I have one is because um, I put my apples, when my apples are going bad, I don't want to throw them out. So I just chop them up, slice them, put them inside a dehydrator. I did some last night. And those are chips instead of potato chips. Yeah. So a dehydrator, which is optional, yeah, air fryer, and some sort of good blender, whether it's yeah, a Nutribullet yeah, a or a Vitamix. Okay. And that's it. Um, You got your oven, you know, 
And that that's pretty much it. Those are the only things I use in my Vitamix and my air fryer mainly. And about five to six ingredients or less for each meal. Yeah. And I would that I would say if you can grow something, if you like tomatoes, grow them. If you like cucumbers, grow them. If you like celery, grow it. It doesn't take a lot of space. It doesn't take a lot of money. And I say grow it because things taste totally different when you grow it. Yeah. And you'll you're healthier when you eat things off the vine. And that's the biggest advice I could give to people is you don't have to grow a lot. You don't have to have a green thumb, but anybody can grow tomatoes. Anybody can grow cucumbers. I don't know about anybody. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, really, you could just plop them in a pot. You could plop them in the ground. I mean, it's so many ways to grow things. I think you could grow things indoors in some of these uh, things now. But there are so many ways you can grow so that way you can have your hands. So if you, I find that most people are more apt to eat healthier because they grew it. So if you yeah. grow lettuce, I just grabbed some lettuce, you know, as I was coming inside because I said, I'm going to make a little salad to go up my quesadillas. So I'm, I got some lettuce off of my thing, you know, off of my garden. So I, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't eat a salad if I didn't because the lettuce probably would have gone bad if I would have bought it a few days ago when I went shopping. So now you're saying that as people, and especially for men, if we use fewer ingredients, uh, cook a few meals, have only a few appliances, and then apply all of this on a regular basis, that we can improve the quality of our lives to the standpoint to where we could reduce blood pressure, reduce stress, potentially reduce our prostate. Uh, what what are some other benefits? Because this sounds real good here. Well, I mean, anytime that you eat foods that are less inflammatory, and that's what I focus on, helping my clients do things, live a life, eat foods that are less inflammatory and eat real food, decrease stress, get some movement in your body. I mean, whether you like to do Zumba, whether you like to go hit the gym, you know, or you just like to lift some weights in the house, whatever it is you like to do, get moving, walk around the block um, and get good rest. You got to sleep because that's when your body repairs itself. If you never sleep, if you never rest, your body never can repair itself. So it's just like this endless cycle. But so, sleep is for the week, though. Right? <laughs> you, will, they say? you don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you will be weak. You don't sleep. I mean, I have tried it when I've had some deadlines to meet and I am no good when I finally do go down. I'm, I'm out for about two days. Your body will say, OK, you won't go to sleep. I'll do it for you. I would do it for you. So, I mean, okay. you feel it. So, so do you find do you find that men are uh, difficult to work with or easy to work with once you kind of lay it out for them? Well, for I us. find that men are very easy to work with, um, even when you don't lay it out for them. Um, the, for me, clients that I choose to work with are ready. And I, I say men and women, they're ready. I don't work with people who are not ready because you cannot make somebody do anything. So, you know, if I get women that say, can you help my husband do this? Because you, you got your husband to do it. I didn't get my husband to do any. I just did what I was supposed to do. I cooked the foods I knew I was going to eat in the house. I, I just didn't cook two meals. I, I don't cook two meals. I cook one meal and that's what everybody can eat. So, you know, and it's going to be tasty and it's going to, you know, I, I don't just cook because I don't like salads. I'm not a big salad person. So I like mac and cheese. I like 
oyster mushrooms, like fried chicken. Like I do lasagna, all that. I just did some fettuccine, vegan mm-hmm. fettuccine. I like food, food. I may not look like I eat a lot, but I eat. <laughs> and these are the recipes that you give your clients who sign up for your program? Yeah, I always share, you know, what I what it is that I cook. I always share that with my clients, you know, and then we have other um, recipes that I recipe books that I share with them as well. I'm always trying to be a good resource to people because I want you to become creative. And I want you to focus more on more than just on the food. I want you to focus on when you go out to eat, making healthy decisions, whether that is, should I get that sweet tea for the third time just because it's a free refill? Or should I say, let me get water because I've had enough sweet tea. You know, it's to that level of coaching that I like for my clients to be very independent from the get go. I may give you recipes, but I want you to be creative because everybody can't eat peanuts. Everybody doesn't like kimchi. You know, and my recipe may have kimchi. So what is it? Or everybody doesn't like cucumbers, but they like zucchini. My recipe came with cucumbers. So in your mind, what would you do to substitute that? And over the period of eight weeks, you know, I like to see how my clients use their imagination and their taste buds to figure out how to make healthy meals, no matter what lifestyle you have, no matter how busy you are. Everybody can afford to buy out the time to to eat in a way that makes you happy and fuel your body. All right. So if I wanted to splurge and just have something that was bad for me, what is the best worst thing that I should get? So I don't tell my clients that there are bad things because I encourage my clients to stick to four pillars of health. Um, If you get the proper rest, your body can repair itself from anything that you do to damage it throughout the day. So if you're doing that and then if you drink drink the correct amount of water on a consistent basis, your body flushes out toxins and extra hormones, extra, you know, things that it just does not need. If you eat the rainbow, you don't have to worry about counting calories. And did I eat something bad? Did I if you can if it's real food? You know, your your body knows what to do with real food. You know, I mean, it's the stuff in the bags and the boxes that our bodies don't know what to do with. It's the stuff. You know, that's that we can't pronounce on the labels that our bodies don't know what to do with. So if you're eating and you're doing those four things, you're you're taking care of and managing stress as well, then you your body will repair itself. The body is just amazing. When you give it the proper nutrition, the proper rest, the proper hydration, and the you know, less stress, it can take care of itself. You know, we're just almost like a host. <laughs> All right. So so now what if just what if? I have a really, really bad sweet tooth. Do you have some recipes that would help get me over that sweet craving and still, you know, be in line with having good natural foods and five ingredients or less or something like that? I make oatmeal raisin cookies. I make chocolate. I made chocolate the other day and dipped some strawberries in them and put them in the refrigerator and had chocolate covered strawberries. They were delicious. I do my own energy bars. Um, I also make banana pudding. I make carrot cake and I make the icing and it takes no time. You know, it's so funny with the carrot cake. I actually use the leftover when I juice a yam or a sweet potato or and some carrots. I use the pulp and I make that as the carrot sweet potato cake. And it tastes like a carrot cake. And then I make the icing. And it's like two ingredients that I whip up in five minutes and put it on top What's of the, the secret. 
Oh, it's no secret. You just gotta uh, join the program, and uh, it comes <laughs> <out> the recipes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so let's talk about the program now. Let, let's really talk about this. How long is the program? So right now we're in the middle of our eight week uh, dad bod be gone. I'm gonna run it three times a year uh, because um, I've had. A lot of interest, you know, and I'm excited. I take 10 guys uh, for the first one. I think I'm going to keep it to 10 guys. 10 guys seems very manageable um, for myself and for the uh, group. And it's a great size for us to still be able to interact and make sure everybody is successful because that's my goal. I want to make sure that nobody's left behind. <coughs> Excuse me, nobody's left behind and that everyone has the um, attention that they need, you know. So 10 people, we do eight weeks of. Sorry, take a sip of water. Sorry, we do eight weeks of um, focus. And I love to start out with hydration. That's how I start my clients out. Because if we do everything else, but you're not drinking enough water, it kind of defeats the purpose. We got to flush mm. things out. You can eat good, you can exercise, but if you don't flush it out, it still just circulates in your body. It's just going in the swirl, just in the swirl. So I liked, and that's one of the things that over the years I found is one of the hardest things for most people to grasp onto is that water. Yeah. Being consistent with it. They'll, I find that people do it for a good week. They feel great. Bowel movements, they have more energy. They can think better. Their skin is glowing. Second week, oops, I missed. Or the weekend comes, they kind of fall off the train a little bit. <clears throat> and then- they try to get back on, but then they start guzzling it all down at the end of the day. Oh, I had to get these 90 liter, 90, 90 ounces in. That didn't work? No, no. That oh. works against you. That's not very healthy because you have electrolytes and sodium. Your balance, your body has to have a certain balance. Yeah. So, you know, I try to help my clients to stick to a schedule of drinking water until it becomes habit. That's what my program is all about is habits because diets are for a reason and a season, but habits are for a lifetime. Yeah. So what so, I teach clients is let's do this for a lifetime. So it didn't it didn't happen overnight that we're in the health that we, the health conditions we're in. So it's gonna take some time. So is it daily or weekly coaching? How how does the coaching work? Do we get you live or is it recorded? So I have some recordings that are in the vault that clients do have access to. They have uh, access to education events as well. So I have a whole portal where they can go in and get the curriculum. But we coach live for an hour once a week. I go live once a week. And I will have, I do have guest coaches come in from time to time for a 30 minute. So it's not always a health coach. <clears throat> I have a life coach that comes in. Um, and then um, I have a time management coach that comes in. Nice. Yeah. And I, I do that because when people start working on their health, Robert, all kind of stuff surfaces. Yeah. All kind of personal things that they're like, ooh, I didn't know that existed. I thought I had buried that. Or I didn't even know that was around. Um, or people around you, you know, start changing because you're changing and it starts bringing up certain things. So people are having to face things that they maybe tried to push down or they just didn't know existed. And they, they don't know how to deal with it. And I'm not a life coach. So... I bring in someone to go ahead and talk about that. So as it comes up, my clients are already aware of how to deal with this. And then someone they can go to time management coach. I found was very important because early on, I found that clients weren't managing their time when it came to their food, managing their time when it came to prioritizing their health. 
Their health always took the back burner because, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a busy entrepreneur. If I don't do this for this client, if I don't do this for my family, you know, I'm not going to make money. Yeah, but if you're not around, people will figure it out and people will hire somebody else to do what it is that you're doing for them. So the best thing is to manage your time so you can give yourself the best care so you can be around to make money and run a successful business. Yeah, because it's it's really a lifestyle change because uh, pre-pandemic, I was uh, what I would call a part-time vegan. I would take one or two weeks out of the month and I wouldn't eat meat for one or two weeks in a row. But I would meal prep on Sundays and I would just just boring meals. It'd be the same thing all week. So what I would make is I would get um, cauliflower rice and I would use um, what's the pasta shells made with uh, chickpeas. So I get chickpeas and rice along with some early peas and carrots. And I would just make one bowl. Um, And then every once in a while, I would do the whole fried cauliflower where Uh you try to make it. But to me, the game changer was the sauces because you could use some sauces to make everything taste better. So I would just do bowls and I would have my bowls set up and I would eat five days a week. I would have some sort of rice bowl or cauliflower rice bowl with vegetables in it. And, you know, it would be almost like Chinese meals because I would have like soy sauce and stuff like that. And that's how I like the way that stuff tastes. And it didn't take long to fix. And I could just take grab a box and take it for lunch, grab a thing and take it for lunch. And then with my smoothies, I would make uh, I would get some strawberries, blueberries, honey and some chia seeds, mix it up in my blender. I didn't have the Vitamix. I had the other one and I need to get a new blender. Uh, not the Ninja, the the other one. Um It's not the Vitamix and it's not the Ninja. I can't think of the name of it now. But and I have these mason jars. I would just I would make enough smoothies to last about three days. I put them in mason jars and put them in the freezer and I was done. But once my lifestyle changed, I had freedom to do other stuff because cooking literally took about 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, to 45 tops, even with the meal prep and even with breakfast and everything. And I would just wake up in the morning. My breakfast would be done because I would do smoothies for breakfast. And that was it. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit and my whole (laughs) life turned upside down. And I was traveling between different locations, helping out some other folks. And and uh, so now I'm trying to get back into good eating habits. But it's a lifestyle. It Um, is a lifestyle. Yeah. And the easier you make it, like you just said, you know, the easier that you make it and give it variety. So I love how you you know, you grabbed, I, I did something yesterday where it was like, <clears throat> my husband's like, you need to make that into a, a, a show or something. Once everybody, we could travel again. I just went in my refrigerator in my house. I was like, I didn't feel like going to the grocery store. What do I have to make these quesadillas? Because a client was like, I really want some quesadillas, but you know, I don't want to do the cheese. And I'm like, I don't eat quesadillas that much. But when my clients ask me, you know, about a certain meal, how can they make it healthy? I go ahead and try to make it. So I can know how to taste before I tell them. <laughs> so yeah. I did it and I just used what was in my house. Then I made some jerk sushi because I had some sushi in my house. Oh. That I just have not the rolls, the paper, the nuri paper, but I haven't made it. I was like, you know what? Let me do some jerk tofu and make, you know, marinate it in some jerk sauce and make sushi out of it. I was feeling like some sushi. Yeah. Quesadillas and sushi. What a mix. But <laughs> Well, you know, I just tell people, you know, just have fun with it. And it sounds like that's what you did. So I would challenge you 
throw some, you know, none plant, you know, throw some plant-based milk in there with a little bit of uh, flour and add your seasonings in there and do like a fettuccine with those uh, chickpea noodles. Ooh, yeah. Some garlic bread. Yeah. Salad on the side. Yeah. And I mean, just those chickpea noodles fill you up. And that's the good thing about, you know, using those type of noodles versus the the, the um, other noodles, yep. the egg noodles. I think this is just my personal opinion. I'm more full and satisfied when I eat the chickpea or, you know, the other type of, of noodles. For yeah. Me. Like, yeah, I actually buy them by the box. Amazon sells the the variety oh. box full. Uh, what's the I can't remember the brand name. You know, in the red box, Bar, um, Barbaza or something like that. That's it. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I I get the big box from Amazon with about five smaller boxes in it, and it's different varieties and and it's quick. I I don't like complicated, and yeah. I think that, I think that's what most men are. We don't. I, I don't like having to clean up a whole lot afterwards. So the fewer dishes you can use, the better. Cause literally I throw them all in one little pot. Yeah. You know, once the noodles are done, I put them back in a pan and then I put the, the frozen peas, the frozen carrots all in the same pan. I put the sauce in the pan and I'm done. One you pan. Would love mine, Cause that's what I do. I saute everything, the onions, everything. Yep. I add the next one in there. Cause I don't like to clean. I clean as I go, but I don't like a lot of dishes. Cause I don't right. have a lot of pots and pans. I, you know, I just don't. I just don't live that kind of life where I need a lot. I'm not a baker. You know, I, we're rarely home, so it's not like you know I'm in the kitchen like that. And I just don't want to be in the kitchen all day long. I got other things to do. I want to. That's why it's a lifestyle. That's yeah. why it's. You have to. You change your whole lifestyle. You start shedding yourself of all this stuff, and it's it's. It's it's realistic, but it's also symbolic, right? Mm-hmm. Because you lose all those kitchen appliances you thought you needed because you don't really need them. Then right. you start to lose other stuff like all those dishes and plates that you thought you needed to find China. Why do you need that? Like I, I actually like eating off paper plates because I don't <laughs> like cleaning. Oh, and wow. It's you, you know, you I. Anyway, that it's a lifestyle. But but let me let me ask put yourself what you like. I mean, and then that's what I love to do with my clients. I love for them to tell me what it because you know, don't tell me what you think I want to hear because right. you don't want to create a plan based off of what you think is healthy or what you think, you know. I'll get people that say, Oh yeah, I eat salads and I eat this. And I'm like lying. Don't tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> I don't eat salads every day. I, you know, I mean, just let's be real. You know, sometimes you want a Krispy Kreme donut or two or six. And yeah. so I mean, I had a client ask me, she literally texted me. and was like, I really want this fried chicken. Can I eat it? I was like, yeah. She was like, I can't believe you just told me to eat it. If I tell you not to eat it, what's going to happen? She's going to eat it anyway and then lie to you about it. Exactly. (laughs) I said, exactly. We laughed. So it was so funny. But, you know, I'm just like, you know, if I tell you not to eat it, you're going to eat it anyway. Right. She was like, I sure am. So (laughs) I said, so after you eat it, I want you to wake up in the morning and tell me how you felt when you wake up versus how you felt when you don't eat that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you not to eat because if you tell me not to eat it, that does not mean I'm not going to do it. Or if you tell me to exercise, that doesn't mean I'm going to go exercise. So, you know, I just don't think that works. It has never worked for me. I don't think it works for other people. They might listen to you that one time, but then 
when their family goes out, that's this gentleman I was telling you about, his family goes to eat fried fish every Friday. And he was like, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do this. Once he learned the habits, he was like, I went out Fridays, several Fridays with my family. And I got, he said, I didn't even want the fried fish. He said, I ate a whole vegetable plate. Oh, and wow. water. He was like, I shocked myself. <laughs> nice. Very yeah, nice. That's what I, that's why I tell people, you know, I don't coach to tell you what to do. Don't do this. Don't. I give you suggestions. I show you what works. I show you what's worked for other people. I love to know what your lifestyle is. And we create, even though it's a group coaching, it's still individualized uh, because each person has different needs. But we use the group to support, to help, to communicate, you know, because I don't, you know, I'm not a man. I don't understand, you know, what guys feel when it comes to certain things. But if I have a group of guys talking it out, you know, I learn and then I can throw in, you know, what I do know and the guys can help each other. And that's what I'm, you know, what I'm seeing. There's something about community of men working together on their health that yeah. you just cannot get anywhere else. And I have what works for me, you know, for the men that I've been able to help. Um, and it's funny that it, it just helps people. And it's, it's just the type of coaching that I like to do. I'm a very genuine. I, I just, I care about people and I know what works and I like to get results. I don't want to drag it out. You know, I don't want you coming to me for six months for the same issue. I want to help you get results and start seeing those results and results and learn habits. So when I'm long and gone and I see you in two years and you still feeling really good and looking good, you know, I'm happy. All right. So, if I want results and I want to see results, I want to feel good, I want to look good, how can we get in touch with you? So I am Healthy Trails Living. I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook. That And my website is HealthyTrailsLiving.com. Those are the three best ways to reach out to me. And I am on LinkedIn. Uh, my name, Chandria Singleton. But uh, help, website, HealthyTrailsLiving.com. Instagram, you can go there and send me a message or click my link and it'll take you to where you can communicate with me um, and also Facebook. All right. So you guys hear that you want to get in shape and you want to get rid of that dad bod, especially yeah. it's almost summertime. You know, you, you're going to be at the beach with your shirt off uh, That's right. and you want to look good with your shirt off. So what you want to do is go to Healthy Trails Living and you want to sign up for the program and you want to improve your lifestyle. You want to quit all those bad habits that you have. Because right now we're on the corporate quitters, right? So what we're going to quit today is the bad habits that we have. So now, any last words for our people? Enjoy your life. You know, really look for, I, I, I try to help people get out of the diet mentality. So I would encourage everyone to, to get rid of the diet mentality and focus on having quality of life. No matter if and and that takes away not just people who want to lose weight. It includes, excuse me, it includes people, not just people who just want to lose weight. It includes people who just want to feel better. If you've got that back pain, you you shouldn't be in constant pain. You know, that's a sign of inflammation, something the body is off a little. You know, reach out to me. I help clients not only lose weight, but I overall just feel good. And that includes, you know, physical. Uh, getting habits, <clears throat> healthy habits that's, that are going to serve you for a lifetime and they're going to reduce inflammation, which gives you more energy, 
uh, reduces that pain, that knee pain, that joint pain, those headaches, that gut issue. You know, I, I love helping people just feel good. So if you're in the market to feeling better, and if you have a loved one that you want to feel better, uh, definitely reach out to me. All right. And that's the perfect way to end it. Thank you, Robert, for having me. It's always good to have uh, to, to have conversations with you. It's like we have never met in person, but it feels like we have all known each other for a very long time. If you like us, tell everybody, you know, better yet, head on over to the iTunes store and leave us a five star review. It only takes a few seconds. I can do it with my eyes closed and both hands tied behind my back. So what are you waiting for? If you want to talk to us, leave us a voice message. You might be featured on the show. Check the link in the show notes. Want to carry us wherever you go? Check out the merch on our work website. Get your I quit, old quit, or just plain quit stuff there. If you really, really like us, you can become a monthly contributor for less than a cup of coffee. Link is in the show notes. And last but not least, quit those limiting beliefs that are holding you back. And we're out. <laughs>